Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or are dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we are your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we are stewards of the land. And our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors. Hey, this is our second episode, and we're so excited. We made it through episode one a few days ago. And on Tuesdays, you can expect us every week to talk about your outdoor world. We'll share our outdoor world as well. I'm sitting here with part of the Living the Dream crew, and these guys are a bunch of characters I'm finding out. You know, I've known some of them for several years. <laughs> People like Cody Lucas, only known him for a few months, but oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, what a good time he has in the outdoors. But today, you know, we're going to talk about something near and dear to our hearts, and that's our dogs. And you know, it's cold weather, and uh, we're going to give you a few tips and tactics to help you take care of those dogs the absolute best you can during cold weather and we've all heard the old statement you know our dog is our best friend yep man's best friend that's man's right. best friend that's absolutely right how many of you have ever made that statement you know oh absolutely oh yeah oh absolutely and folks forgive us if we get in some arguments here because <laughs> among the four of us uh we've handled a number of breeds over the years uh, i'm a lab man i love labrador retrievers and boy they're just so dedicated to you and i'm gonna throw this this gonna make these guys mad but i'm throwing it out right off the bat for about the last 25 years labrador retrievers have been america's favorite dog Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have one, too. I'm a lab man. I love labs. They're great. Oh, that's just because they haven't been rabbit hunting with me. And I, knew there'd be, I knew <laughs> there'd I be one, dis- one dissension in the crowd somewhere, you know. Yeah. Frank, well, Frank, what does Frank have? What kind of dog? Well, I've had labs. I had one lab one time that was scared of the water. Oh, no I could not get that dog in the water. It took everything I had, but I've had beagles like that, too. So I don't know what the deal was with that. But right now, I don't have a dog. We, oh, that's uh, we, terrible. We had... Uh, fix you up. We had this big old thing called the Beagle Palace that I built. It was a big old condominium that. for the wow. Beagles, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, once it just was too much to manage, you know, with all the dogs. And I had, I was, I was training pups and I had the big fenced in area out there, you know. I'll tell more stories about that later. <laughs> oh, it was fun. We've all got a ton of stories, but you talk about the dog that didn't like the water. Back in my younger days, somebody kind of pawned a, a black Labrador off on me, you know, and I didn't know a lot about Labradors, but boy, this dog learned quickly. I taught him to retrieve and everything and went to the pond. He's retrieving the dummies. Man, I'm going to have the world's best duck dog, you know. So it got kind of cold weather, and I just went out to the pond, threw out two decoys, I think, sat there for a little bit, and uh <laughs> dog was sitting there by me, and I knocked the duck down. I told him to go retrieve that duck. He stuck a toe in the water. and I mean, he just jerked his foot back. <laughs> and I, what is going on it's here? cold water, man. <laughs> well, uh, now get this. There was an old boat sitting around the other side of the pond. The dog runs around and jumps in the boat and sits there like, let's paddle out there and get that duck. <laughs> That's a smart dog. That's a real smart dog. Oh, well, I discovered later when I learned a little more about labs, I thought his coat looked off. Then. He was a black pointer. Oh, uh, oh, is that right? Big, big bad he was, mistake. He went to the edge of the pond and pointed at that duck and said, let's take that <laughs> exactly. boat out there. Yeah, let's yeah. all be. Maybe yeah. that's what the deal was with mine. Could have been. 
Yeah, you had a you had the wrong yeah. you had a pointer. Yep. Yeah. If you had had a boat out there, he'd have fixed that problem for you. See? He'd, yeah. He'd have captained the so, boat. Cody, what do you have now? Just the beagles? Or? I, I have beagles. Um, it's funny. I have a third. I think I'm like the third or fourth generation running these Black Creek beagles. Okay. And it's a bloodline called a Black Creek, and I just love them to death. Uh, little dogs with the most powerful mouth you've ever heard. When they open up, there's no denying. You think it's a walker out there chasing a rabbit. Let I mean, have it, it, huh? Yeah. You know, talking about the water, I'll tell you one real quick, Bill. I've never shared with you. You know I'm full of stories because, you know, the outdoors is my lifestyle. I I'd be sure. disappointed if you'd tell me well, a new one every well, time I saw you. Well, I was a young man. My uncle gave me a, a red bone female pup, a little young red bone, and he was a big red bone and, and mm-hmm. man. So anyway, I was so proud of her, and I started out just like the, the movie Where the Red Fern Grows. I was running around with, with a coon hide, and, and I got her to where she would tree like nobody's business on a coon hide. Right. Well, the next thing you know, uh, my uncle says, we need to go down to this water trial for coon dogs, and said, she'll win that treeing contest. So we go down there, and I was a kid. I was a young teenage boy. I didn't know anything about this. Get down there, and they had a, a, a circle out of chalk around a tree, and they had a coon yeah. in a cage, and they pulled it up there. And when you let your dog go in that circle, it had to run in a circle. And once it was in the circle, they timed it for a minute, and the, the dog that barked the most one. on the tree won. Mm-hmm. Well, I won, and I was so excited. You're the dog. With a beagle? I, the dog. Oh, no, with the red bull. <laughs> with the red bull. Okay. With the red bull. Okay. And, and I was so shocked because I couldn't believe my little nine-month-old won this thing. You know, well, I never thought about her never being in water. Well, next thing you know, they drag that coon on floats across water the race. pond Uh-oh. in the water race. race. Yeah. So I get her paid and I enter and I put her in there and I'm all excited and everybody's watching my dog now because she just won a treeing contest. They're thinking, man, this and is a young, this really? is a powerhouse. You bet. And that dog. Oh, I can see he had dollar signs rolling <laughs> up That dog sleeps. <laughs> hey, boys, I kid you not, all these dogs that she'd beat on a tree and they bail out and they're chasing this coon across the water. <laughs> my red bone hits that water doesn't i thought she was going to drown i almost jumped in with her and she just turns around and comes around that box and runs up to me and goes and gets in the truck box oh yeah. you talk about embarrassed scared and then i went down there and tried to get her in the water she wanted nothing to do with that water but she about drowned she jumped in there and the next thing she said to heck with that coon i got to get out of here and she come back i'll never forget that long as i live oh, that's oh, funny. Oh. hey we're gonna have to write a book i see it coming well how about you daryl your oh, dog gosh, experiences I, yeah yeah for sure i mean for me i grew up as a young kid and a teenager coon hunting i had walker dogs mainly uh, i currently still own a redbone coon hound now i don't go like i used to fortunately i'd like to take them more but uh, you know getting out at three four in the morning uh, back home is kind of kind of tough anymore but really enjoyed that currently i have a lab i duck hunt with on a duck hunting place in st charles county and everybody uh, write that down the duck hunting is phenomenal and the uh when they're flying right bill absolutely <clears throat> And I really like labs. I've always liked labs. I, and I also have an Ozark Mountain Five squirrel dog. So, oh, that's oh, incredible. Does it tree? You know how long? Yeah, she trees. Yeah, oh, she trees. But, wow. but I will say this. I brought her home, and I'm one of those guys. Oh, this is dogs in the kennel. She turned into my little baby. So <laughs> you know, she's like my house dog. And understood. Uh, but she will, she will go out and tree. Yeah, I have sure. been looking for two decades for somebody nearby that had a five squirrel dog. I was supposed to do an article for Bass Pro one time. Yeah. Closest guy I could find with one was in Tennessee, and I just couldn't make it there in time to to get the a radio show done and and get back. So I got I got her. She's like. She's You're 11, in the batter's box. She's man. 11 years old now. Um, oh, wow. And I got her from Larry Galloway down in Arkansas. Really good uh, Ozark Mountain Feist wow. breeder. Any, any nice pups guy. out I've of that dog? I don't. You know Larry's dogs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's 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 got some great dogs down there. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, I try to go and get the right bloodline and all that. I don't breed like Cody's done with his beagles, you know, uh, with the long bloodline. I mean, it's neat, but that takes a lot of thought and a lot of time. And, like, Cody, you end up with 19 or 20 dogs. <laughs> <laughs> My wife fixed that. I'm 
down I'm, to six. I'm good. Uh, you're down to six now. I'm good with like a, you know, one lab, one squirrel dog, and a coon dog, and I'm good. You know. Well, like you, I, I grew up, hey, with beagles, rabbit hunting, and black and tan coon hounds, you know. Yeah. And living down in Mississippi County, close to Mississippi River, a lot of bayous and swamps. So I ran up and down the bayous. Now, I remember when I was about the seventh, eighth grade, there's four or five boys in a little community. Oh, we just got enamored, fell in love with coon hunting. You know, we'd run up and down the bayous. And there was an old man lived about a quarter mile from us across the bayou. Henry Miller, an old Henry, always had coons around he kept them you know training his dogs yeah. well he would notch the ears in the uh, those coons you know notch their ears to identify them well us boys going up and down the bio once in a while we'd kill a coon with a notch in his ear oh and we were just scared to death oh henry would find out you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that it was henry's coon huh? it was henry's coon yeah boy you did oh he loved his coon more than I won't say. <laughs> but we're all talking about our dogs. We love them. We've been with dogs all of our lives. And we've learned some lessons along the way. We know that we have to take care of those dogs. Mm. Uh, you guys, all the experience you've had, what are some of the things that you found out are most important when it comes to taking care of that dog in cold weather? Now, let's talk oh, about I'll talk about that. One of my labs, um, he's currently, he's passed away now. He lived till 16, but great dog. Uh, been on the ESPN Retriever Series a couple times. Won wow. fourth place. Great dog. One of the best dog I ever had. His name was Sinbad. Uh, Chris oh, Brenner, I love that name. Yeah, Sinbad. Chris Brenniger out of Triple B Retrievers up in Columbia was my trainer. I mean, great guy. So we we had some you know awesome times with that dog. Won a lot of stuff. But one time, and I would usually, he'd be with Chris because Chris kept him in line while he was running all the trials, and then I'd screw him up from seven. September to about February, <laughs> right? So we, we went out one time, I was duck hunting, and it was a day kind of like today. It's cold, you know, you start out, but it's not real bad, you know, and then all of a sudden the weather changed. You know, we got in the duck blind, and I had several of my friends, and it was one of those days where all of a sudden it just turned on, like it started sleeting, it started snowing, it was about 10 o'clock, and again, we'd been out there since daybreak, didn't kill a lot in the morning, but here it comes. So, you know, guys are killing limits, well, I'm saying, hey, Come on out, Frank. Come on out, Cody. You know, it's a great day. Well, my dog retrieved every duck. There was like 50-some-odd ducks down that day. Well, it went from a pretty normal day to extremely terrible cold temperatures. We didn't have any food out there, and it was so nonstop. You know, we didn't really think about it, and he I didn't have his vest on. And mm -hmm. it, and at the morning, I didn't need it, but in the afternoon, I did. And he got, I mean, at the he just about, you know, we got done. He got down in the snow, and he curled up. And I called my buddy Chris. I'm like, oh, my Lord, I think I've killed my dog. What do, what do I do here? And uh, it was chicken noodle soup. We got some towels in the dryer, you know, warmed him up. But <clears throat> just think about what you're doing and what yeah. that weather is because that dog did you know, tons of retrieves, uh, did a great job, but I didn't do my job and pay attention yeah. to what was going on. And he yeah. would have hunted till he died. He would have hunted till oh, he I've died. Seen, I've the seen that That's happen. all they know. But, but it was, like you were telling the story about, you know, the field trials and stuff sure. earlier. It was with me, it was like, you know, he, he had a duck. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a gadwall and he was kind of chewing on it. Well, he never did that, you know, and it was one of those things where I'm like, well, he's Something may right. Then I knew I had a problem. Yeah, and behavior is one of the things you, that you've got to watch. But another thing we need to remember that all dogs aren't created equal, and little dogs are going to get colder a lot faster than big, than dogs. big dogs. And yeah. some people think, hey, we all know fat's an insulator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I've seen people keep their, uh, particularly labs, a little bit on the chubby side, but what you're losing in health is not worth it. 
You need to keep that dog kind of, kind of trim, and he'll he'll be just like us. He'll be able to withstand the weather conditions a lot lot better. But Frank, what about you? You've run beagles all your life. Yeah, um, I never really had any real bad situations, but you know, I you can always tell, you know, when when they're having it's like hunting rabbits in the snow, you know, and running them through there, and just packing that snow between their toes and all that stuff, and. And, uh, you know, I never really had no bad trouble with beagles because we had enough dogs with us that we'd change them out here and there, you know, if we had to. Good point. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, like I was telling earlier, uh, I had a wire, German wire here one time. And, uh, you know, he's running around out there in the snow. And I never even thought I never had one before, you know. And, and they got, you get them in too cold a weather and you get them out there and they're out there all day long. They're just packing that snow between their toes and it freezes to the hair, you know. That's a bad deal. It really is. It, it, that's a good point you bring up. We're all, I mean, we've probably got dogs as pets, but we're primarily into hunting dogs. You need to take extra precautions with those hunting dogs because we do expect an awful lot of them. We get out there and get excited. Time gets away from us. And, you know, particularly bird dogs, you see guys switch them out a yeah. lot, you know, hunt yeah. for a couple hours. Take that dog back to the box. Let him get warmed up hydrate him keep him hydrated right. we have mm-hmm. to do it even in cold weather feed that dog well and you know what a lot of us actually change feeds when we get into the hunting season because they little need a little bit more protein and yeah, nutrients mm-hmm. uh, so there's a lot of things to think about there and think about their dogs but you know what what is a dog to us best friend he's friend. our best friend yeah. yeah hey folks thanks for joining us today here on living the dream outdoors and don't ever forget a couple of things our motto Hey, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Check out some of our cool properties at livingthedreamland.com. We live it every day. And don't forget, never give up on your outdoor dream. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, We value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm, we live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on the Living the Dream Outdoor podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Messenger, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, and Stitcher.